All right. This is a basically an emergency uh, emergency press release. We've been off for a little while. We were going to get back going in January. Baseball had been looking good, and uh, you know it, it's it's Wednesday, December twenty first. It's a day that'll go down in infamy for Giants fans. Carlos Correa agreed to terms with the Mets today after an apparent failed physical led to a thirteen year or led to the demise of our thirteen year three hundred fifty million dollar deal. Um, it, it's it's heartbreaking. We're we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it. I'm joined today by Patrick. He's essentially the head of our baseball department, lifelong Giants fan. Um, and like it, we're, we're going to get into the timeline, but Pat, we'll, we'll just talk about, you know, how are you feeling right now after hearing the devastating news about Correa? I guess what, what we go from from here after, but how are you feeling right now? Just frustration, pure frustration from a fan's standpoint. Um, the Giants have been named for countless number of superstars, all-stars and we finally feel like we got one for the first time since arguably bonds and then he just sides with the mets literally when i went to bed and <laughs> overnight i wake up 5 45 this morning and the first thing i see is he signs with the mets and i laughed at first i actually laughed in bed <laughs> but then it the more i read the more just incredibly frustrated i got it's uh, laughing at first. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I was just in pure shock. Um, I think I, I list out a little later at what time I had woken up, but gotten multiple texts throughout the night. Um, probably 2 a.m. I woke up. I have not gotten literally a wink of sleep since then. Um, I left left work early. Farhan flew. Uh, it was a it's just a absolutely disastrous day. And uh, I think we got some shit to talk, but we're, we're going to start with the timeline of the Carlos Correa meltdown. Um, and I know a lot of you guys that listen to us consistently, you're here for fantasy football. This might not be your thing, but um, it, this is something that needs to get out. We're two lifelong Giants fans, and um, this has never happened before. We're in unprecedented waters. Starting on the timeline, we have to start with Arson Judge. The John Heyman tweet that was seen around the MLB community around the world, he declared Judge would be a Giant. He retracted it six minutes later, um, and he said he jumped the gun on Judge and that he hadn't made a decision. And um, we, I think all of us could just truly wish at this point that arson wasn't the only mistake he made in that tweet. But this is the point where we should have known that this whole offseason, it was, it was destined to be a dumpster fire. Um, regardless of the top guys reporting whatever, we should have known here. That uh, you know, less than 24 hours after he tweets this, Aaron Judge becomes a Yankee next nine years, basically the same exact contract we offered him. Next, we're gonna go what we did after Judge. Um, so Judge signs with the Yankees. Fine, we'll go out into the shortstop market. We could definitely depend on somebody. Carlos Correa is clearly the best guy on the board. He's 28. He's coming off a fantastic prove it year with the Twins. Optimism is slowly building um, because we're hearing that it's just us and the Twins. The Giants, rarely enough, can outbid the Twins, so why not us? It's also worth noting at this point that Farhan is essentially, he's being shit on by everybody around, saying that we're a leverage piece and that he can't sign anybody. Um, so Farhan being scrutinized, only can do money ball. We're not a money ball team right now. Then we get to the deal. Uh, Jeff Passan, he reports, just minutes before midnight on the 13th, it was 
such a good moment for me and now I hate it, but Carlos Correa to the Giants, 13 years, $350 million. I'm literally on FaceTime with my girlfriend and I'm like, oh my God, we got Correa. We're watching a TV show. I run out of the room. We got Correa. I'm screaming to my roommate. Group chats buzzing. We're, for Like I said, for lifelong fans to see something like this from our front office, it was just, man, good times are coming. It was euphoric. Quite literally euphoric. Good times are coming and we could really make this happen. The beginning of the end, as I like to call it. The Giants announced that on Tuesday the 20th, they'll be holding an introductory news conference. And yes, this is a little under a week after we signed him, which, you know, not out of the realm of normality. Um, This happens. And so we're going to hold the news conference. Um, It's going to be Correa's introduction. I get an email on my phone the night before, and it's Carlos Correa with a ticket package. He's in the orange and black. I I bought tickets. I, I will say I bought tickets. To, to opening weekend. Um, but Carlos Correa is the headliner on this ticket package. Suddenly, Tuesday morning, as we're all anticipating our guy being in uh, the orange and black, finally, beat writer Alex Pavlicic, he says, the news conference has been postponed. Not canceled, I want to note. Just postponed due to a medical issue that was flagged during his physical. And we're, we're known as sports people in our own realms. We have normal jobs, but... You know, people come to us for any sports advice and all day my phone's buzzing. What's going on with Correa? Jeff Passan, you know, John Heyman, hate that guy. Um, Morrissey, all, all the top guys are saying, don't worry. Deals like this don't fall through. Um, we're going to be fine. Or Giants will be fine. Um, stuff like this doesn't happen, especially at the $350 mark, $350 million mark. So we're all panicked, but I think we're all kind of, you know, we're being coddled by the major media saying it's going to be okay. Don't worry. Um, we were wrong less than 24 hours later, midnight, basically on the West coast. Cray agrees to the 12 year $315 million deal. So he, he takes a pay cut to go to the Mets. Um, we're trying to figure out what the hell happened. What is going on with this physical? Why are the giants out? Um, it's just mind-boggling it's embarrassing that is what we knew at that time um now let's talk about what actually happened um spoiler not all the details are out yet but um every single thing that we have seen so far today has just looked god-awful for the front office of the giants god-awful for the ownership group so the deal was just never signed that makes sense you got to pass a physical um i get it who cares, though? He played 284 games in the last couple seasons. He's healthy. It's fine. Uh, not enough for the Giants, who were concerned with what was originally thought to be a lingering back issue, um, which is huge. It's a, a very big thing. But today we learned that it wasn't a back issue that they were worried about. They were worried about an eight-plus-year-old ankle injury that he had surgery on eight years ago when he was in the minor leagues. And keep in mind, he is a... Asterix World Series champion, a fantastic hitter, elite at his position defensively. Correa is the real deal. Um, They didn't flag anything during the actual physical that um, said that he would have problems now or that he was going through any injuries with the ankle. It was concerns from the past injury, which is ridiculous. And Patrick has lots of notes about that later of why it's ridiculous, specifically from us. But Scott Boris, uh, who's Correa's agent, I hate him so much, but he's fantastic at his job. Um, he lets the Giants know right when they postpone that, that if you're not prepared to execute the letter of agreement, let us know because we will need to engage with other teams. 
And apparently our front office or our ownership group, I haven't confirmed who it was, but quote unquote, they said, fine. Didn't reach back out to him the rest of the day, which is just preposterous. Um, very talented reporter, Susan Slusser, um, a great follow on Twitter. She's former uh, head of the Baseball Writers Association, I believe. She said um, that the Giants said that they wanted to negotiate again to Boris, but he didn't hear through. He didn't hear from them throughout the day. And she makes a very solid point right here. And this is obviously all after we don't get Correa, but cold feet has to be the ownership group. This is kind of what it looks like. And she, she said, if it is cold feet, it is the ownership group, essentially. Um, you know, love or hate Scott Boris. He's the best in baseball. And after he just texts Steve Cohen and, um, you know, Correa, he could play third for you. I think Cohen was in, he was in Hawaii, Hawaii um, sipping on martinis, and I'm sure his eyes lit up. The guy spent over $800 million just this offseason. Um, so Boris essentially works out a new deal. Um, the Giants are left in shambles. Farhan and the ownership group just look like dwindling idiots right now, and it's just a despicable move for you know us diehards who – we're there through, you know, we, we watched three world series and we watched a very terrible year last year where we underperformed, but we were ready for a massive off season. Like we were hoped or like we were promised from, uh, from the entire leadership group of this organization. And not only did it not happen, but we had two stars and it's, it's going to be a great t-shirt one day. We're going to get six minutes of arson and six days of Correa. Um, that's, that's what the giants thought they had. I, I think at this point we're all wondering, you know, what Farhan and the Giants have to say. And uh, this quote is disgusting. While we are prohibited from disclosing confidential medical information, as Scott Boris has stated publicly, there was a difference of opinion over the results of Carlos's physical examination. We wish Carlos the best. That is what they said after losing out on the best shortstop in the market. And to a person who many thought would be the saving grace for this Giants franchise and turn a new leaf. Um, that, that is what they had to say today. Pat, take it away. Uh, your thoughts on what transpired today and uh, I guess the future trajectory of the San Francisco Giants. So immediately, it's like you said before, it's just bad optics all over the place. It looks bad for the ownership group. It looks bad for Farhan. Um, it looks bad for the new GM. I, his name is slipping my mind, but we we needed we need somebody badly after a hundred win season um, to go and only win eighty one games the next year we need we need a spark we needed something if it's not coming from the farm then it needs to come from elsewhere and one of those I I did not like the judge rumors personally I thought that his contract wouldn't age as well as anyone else's um, I think that he is going to be the uh, epitome of paying for past production where I think that Carlos Correa's contract would have aged a little bit better um, based on his play. And so now, I mean, where do you go? Um, we still have massive holes in our lineup up and down. I saw a, Everywhere. a tweet from a John boy and I just laughed at the lot. <laughs> our, our projected lineup. Our projected lineup. We're in desperate need of a defensive center fielder. Um, we are in desperate need of a first baseman and we need a bullpen. Um, you know, complete wanna, bullpen complete bullpen we want to if if Kapler and Farhan are set on um 
their pitching approach, which is limiting starters innings, then we need a deep, deep bullpen to back it up. And last year we just did not have it. We had one of the worst, actually the worst in baseball last year. So we still need to address those issues. So I just don't understand like what, I guess, direction the giants want to go in. If we can't draft, if we can't sign, then, then what are we doing? Are we set? We're if we're going to settle for mediocrity for the next, you know, five to ten years, how, whenever the next turnover comes, what? Uh, at least let us know. You know, do us the courtesy of <laughs> yeah. letting us know we're going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates for the next ten years, or the, you know, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. You know, let us know that if at least you know at least the Rockies are spending money on Chris Davis or uh, Chris, Bryant. Chris Bryant. You know. I, I think that I, I honestly, people aren't going to like this take. I feel really bad for Farhan right now because as more details come out, it kind of seems like, you know, Farhan did his job and he got Correa quote unquote into the building and we just need to sign the pen and paper. And for whatever reason, a, a very mysterious physical happens where a mysterious eight-year-old injury pops up and we want to change the deal. And that it's, it's just not fair. Um, not only to the fans, but to the people in the front office, because how are they supposed to future negotiate? Um, I, I think they put a big target on Farhan's back of where, why would any free agent trust him? Why would any agent trust him? Because it just seems like we're going to renegotiate at the last second um, at the buzzer. And Jeff Young, uh, Baseball Jeff, at Baseball Jeff on Twitter. He's a great, great follow. Um, great for Giants Twitter. I think he works for Fansided. Um, but I, I think he put it, really really well here saying don't say you're committed to winning or playing mean- meaningful games in september if you say fine when told that potentially the biggest free agent signing in franchise history is going to re-engage with other teams um you just can't let that happen there's two sides to every story he says but every detail that comes out it just looks worse and worse for us and it, it's it's just so true um where do we go from here i think you know what's left to buy in free agency there there's not a ton out there i saw a funny tweet from slusser earlier that said giants are reportedly interested in conforto who is a scott boris client <laughs> um, injury coming off a major injury from last year he missed the whole season and didn't I, even sign with the october bound team i know that you're going to talk about it but i mean we just signed Hanniger. Yeah. Hanniger's coming off of what 52 games 90 missed 99 games last year missed 99 games last year we we passed his physical no doubt and i get it it's a way different contract and you know the, those that little context and perspective does matter but there's guys that tommy listella and brandon bell and longoria there's guys with big injury history that we've signed no problem before um and that is what makes me think that this isn't a farhan thing because farhan has never really been worried about signing someone that's injury prone quote unquote because i think he's confident in his ability to scout and that's what really makes me think it's ownership having cold feet um it's just devastating and ownership has to approve those ticket sales and those packages that are sent out emails so it's it was really just disgusting to see um i one thing i will say though and i think farhan should take some slight blame for this is as a manager of baseball operations and basically the GM of the Giants, I believe it's in your job, realm of your job, to convince the ownership that this is the thing that we need to do. To put, if he comes out and says publicly that we want to be competitive and put ma- major players in the field, win major games, and then 
do this. And it seems like he didn't even fight for again, like for Carlos on Carlos's behalf. Because he's at the end of the day, he's interacting with the players too. You know, yeah. like the I, ownership group won't talk to Carlos. So if it's up to him, he needs to fight for his team too. Well, I, I hear sad. you, but I, I just don't think that we know what the inner workings are between ownership group and president. He is at the end of the day, he is the guy, the GM, the the person that gets everything to go. He gets people onto the field and he didn't in this situation. So ultimately I can't see him being at blame, but at the same time, I'm wondering if it is, I mean, I'm, I was going to get to it, but 2023, what are we going to do? Are we going to go for it? There's not really much that we can go for. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to need to have just another standout season from a bunch of guys that aren't expected to stand out. Are we going to sell? Are we going to basically say anybody but Webb and Doval, you guys are on the market, go for it. What are we going to get for that? Really? Not a lot. Um, or are we going to fire Farhan because a, this team needs a scapegoat right now. Cause it's ugly. Um, it's ugly in the Twitter streets. People are not happy and Farhan is going to be the scapegoat or, you know, are, are we just gonna be mid all year? Are we going to wait until, you know, July to figure out what we're going to do? Cause that's what we've seen out of in the past couple of years. We're waiting until July and then we'll make moves. Um, I, I, it's just tough for me to say where we go from here. I do know that, you know, most people are calling for Farhan's head. I think more details will actually help Farhan in the long run and not the ownership group, but it it's not a lot to go with because the ownership group's not going to fire themselves. They're probably going to fire the head of baseball operations. And then if we do replace him, does anything change? Because it kind of seems like they're still going to be unwilling to sign those big contracts. A lot of people have immediately focused on getting Shohei next year. Um, but you, yeah, just, you just, you, just laugh. you laugh at it, right? Um, you, laugh. You, you laugh at it. It's a, uh, it's just really ugly times right now for the Giants, especially when Steve Cohen's out there spending eight hundred million in a free, a dollars, almost a billion dollars in the free agency period. So, it, tough times are here. Um, there's no quick fix. I think the first thing you do is go spend some money on a bullpen. Um, funny enough. I know we both laughed at what we saw from the from the Bleacher Report expected lineup or John Boy expected lineup. I think we kind of have a better team than we did last year right now, um, excluding losing Rodon. Uh, Belt's not on the books right now. Longoria's not on the books right now. We have younger guys that can step up and play in the farm. We're kind of a middle-of-the-pack farm, but I, I do think that as of right now, we have a deeper, better team. We just need to sign some bullpen help. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, we're nowhere near sniffing a championship. Um, the wild card got extended. We might get a six seed, but I, I see this team right now as like a 75 win team. Last year we got 81, but I think their overall roster is better. Um, but the Padres are fucking loaded. We play them a lot. The Dodgers are still loaded. We play them a lot. Diamondbacks are surging. Rockies are sneaky and they seem to always play well against the Giants. So inner division, not great. Um, but I do think that we have, we have a decent lineup right now, but the Mitch Hanniger thing is kind of what bothers me the most about this. Cause you pointed it out. We paid him like 14.5 a year through for three years. He has significant injury history. He is a former all-star. He hit 39 home runs. He had a hundred plus RBIs. So he is a guy that when he's healthy, he performs well. But if we have all these injury concerns, why are we signing that contract and not Carlos Correa? It just, something does not add up in this situation. Yeah, and I agree with you about the the bullpen. Um, I think we still need starting pitching. Uh, really, after yeah. we got seven of them. 
we we have seven of them, but you know, we 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 need to get we need to get excited about something. I feel like yeah, you know, getting seeing Webb, of course, is awesome. Like that's like he's the guy you want to see out there every five days, six days, whatever rotation they're going to go with this year. But then, like after that, like okay, Manaya, yes, but he got demoted last year. He was relegated to the bullpen mm-hmm. during the during the playoff Stretch, run. Yeah. Um, Desclafani got hurt last year. Arguably, blew our playoff chances. Uh, I just don't. I don't trust Disco. At I don't all. trust him either. Then you have Wood, who performed very well last year, but he's not until a number the, two until guy. late down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. I, I think right now what we look at, we have our our clear top three is Webb, uh, Alex Cobb, and then Ross Stripling, who we just got in free agency. That was a good good get. But other than that, it's you know take your pick. Ivaldi's yeah. um, still out there on the market. He kind of had a down year last year. Trey Mancini's a bat that's out there. Um, there, there are some guys, but it, it's just bleak right now. And uh, I think our next move has to be going and getting a bullpen arm. Maybe Tyler Rogers' brother. That would be really weird to see, but Tyler Rogers' <laughs> brother. Um, there's, there's moves that can be made. Yeah, and what that was one of my points is that if we can't, if we can't, if it's already inherently hard enough to lure hitters to Oracle Park then why can't we lure pitchers? Why mm-hmm. can't we lure guys like at the DeGrom caliber or the Shane Bieber caliber to come play for us when pitchers love to pitch in that ballpark? It's very, very pitcher friendly, but for some reason we still have, we still have uh, um, problems. And I mentioned this a while back, probably by like when judge signed with the Yankees, but I just think that there's a philosophical approach to baseball that, that there's a disconnect between the players and the giants and what they want to do. And I think that causes a rift and especially superstars who want to play every day and, you know, want to be out there. And I think that's just a problem and that the giants could have for as long as Farhan and Kapler and this ownership group are there, you know, uh, let's just hope that the drafting kicks up because I showed you that graphic of the combined war <laughs> disgusting and it's I think we're third from the we're third, third from, from the, the lowest, bottom yeah. with the a's and i don't, I don't even remember like the, the reds team. or something the reds. Like, yeah, yeah something just awful egregious um I, I i think that you know position players there's some good defensive outfielders still left um i the the bad part is that nothing that we do from here is truly going to move the needle in 2023 um, an option we can do is trade some some lower level guys or I wouldn't say lower level, but some farm guys or maybe someone that would have been platooning if we can go out and get uh, Brian Reynolds from the Pirates. Um, he's notably on the market and I'm sure his value just skyrocketed um, because of this Giants news. So I it, it's it's a tough situation. We're all devastated. More details are going to come out, but I, I think it was important for us to, you know, get this immediate um, reaction to, you know, what we just went through as Giants fans. Um, Aaron Judge for six minutes and Carlos Correa for six days just doesn't get any worse. Two of the top guys in free agency were promised this huge offseason and we, we got nothing. We, we got nothing, Willy Wonka. Um, any, any closing thoughts? Uh, you know, wh- what do you uh, what do you expect us to be at win loss if, Obviously, we're not set. Free agency is not over. But, you know, say we get two more bullpen arms. What's our win-loss this year? Two more bullpen arms. If we get the pieces that I think we need, which is a defensive center fielder, someone to play first base who can hopefully hit, 
reinforce that bullpen and get one more starter, maybe maybe even like a miracle, like Hail Mary at like Pablo Lopez, mm. you know, I think that we we can sniff 90 wins. And I think that 90 wins will be enough to get us to the wild card, maybe that last wild card position. Yeah. I mean, teams of the last couple of years, they've been making it at like 86. Yeah. I think like that's the kind of the magic yeah, number. Exactly. Though as it stands right now, I think, and I hope that this is a hundred loss team <laughs> at, the, at the best. This is a hundred loss. Baseball yeah. Team. I, I stated it earlier on Twitter. Um, I'm, you guys could tell very clearly frustrated. I'm still the kind of guy that's going to go show out. Um, and my main uh, approach to that is, you know, and Patrick said he's still going to go to games too. But I, I think that as fans, we're only in control of so much, right? We can only dictate what we can dictate. I can't give someone $300 million, but I can be loud when opposing teams are in the stadium and show that San Francisco does have a good baseball culture about it. Um, clearly money is going to outweigh any of that, but Carlos Rodon towards the stretch, he said the way these fans come out and, um, you know, they cheer us on even when we're out of the playoff races, it's remarkable. And I, I think that kind of transcends itself through the league um, teams that are able to do that. And even though attendance numbers were down last year, um, the weekends, it gets popping over at Oracle um, every Sunday game that I attended. And it was, you know, lots of fans in the stadium. They were very loud. Um, so that's what I'm in control of. I can try to encompass the culture that I've, grown up with with these fantastic bochi led teams and you know try to reciprocate that in whatever way i can um so i'm still going to be at games i'm still very frustrated with the ownership group and i hope a message is sent um but i also hope that free agents don't see us as kind of a laughing stock franchise that they wouldn't want to come to anymore um very quickly some names that we could go out and get still left on the board um couple second basemen's out there segura is still there gene segura is a giants killer um so i wouldn't hate that at all um one of the guriels is still out there uh we talked about some pitchers catcher farhan loves to go get catchers gary sanchez is out there so there there's still some names we can get some death pieces but overall pretty ugly um i also haven't been on here in a little while so i'm gonna finish this with a little nighter talk how about brock fucking purdy everybody amen Glock Purdy, that guy is slinging right now. Great passer rating. Offensive line has looked fantastic. Um, he stepped right in. So we're we're still slightly optimistic after two season-ending quarterback injuries. Somehow we find a way. Kyle Shanahan, Coach of the Year. Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year. Thank you guys so much. RoyalRetros.com. Go Giants.